Hello dear listeners and welcome to part 10 of Tea with Trouble. We are in the double ditches, yay! And we are at chapter 5 where things are becoming more and more magical. Actually, there is a lot more magic coming your way uh, because here is where Hattie starts to discover how magic this book actually is. Uh, that is the, that brown leather book that has been hinting at uh, for a while. So I hope you enjoy this. We are getting a new voice, we're getting a new character into this and um, I really like it. So have fun. See you next time. Chapter 5 Fire in Inanimate Objects the brown leather book kept pulling on Hattie. Whenever she was in her room, she picked it up, read a few pages and put it away. There was something about the text that kept her fascinated. With certain spells, she thought about what the effect might be in the real world. The book itself was rather vague about certain effects or spells and preferred to leave it in the dark. For example, there was a rather intriguing spell that made fire appear in inanimate objects. She had already gotten to this spell several times. It was intended to allow motionless objects to move, Hattie interpreted. But she wasn't sure yet about that fire, but she thought back to the bit about a witch where fire meant a soul or energy. It would be something, Hattie thought, if there was such a thing as magic. Bring out gold, for example? It could have a new ceiling made this way. I can even open my own tea room. She looked at the spell again. And if I could make motionless things move, we would have to do less ourselves. Then we could focus more on other things. Or we can do more of the same. After reading the spell and the accompanying commentary four times, Hattie decided to try the spell on a Sunday. Her parents would be gone until late at night, and Hattie didn't want them to ask questions. She didn't believe in magic, so little would happen. But if the minuscule chance existed, little could go wrong, right? The spell needed a laundry list of ingredients, but everything was in stock in the kitchen. Hattie thought she could make a good tea from some of this. This spell should be cast when the light from the moon hits the mixture, the book prescribed. She opened her window and pushed the shutters back. The evening was pleasant, and the moon stood like a small sickle in the cloudless sky. It was perfect. She could do it now. Hattie quickly walked downstairs and gathered the things together. She could get all the ingredients from the storage jars in the kitchen. The recipe called for rosemary, jasmine, licorice root and salt, among other things. She also picked up a large bowl and returned to her room. There she put everything in a bowl and added some warm water. The scent of the many herbs and spices met her nose. It could make a really good tea, except for the salt. The salt and some other things had to stay out. She had to remember this. 
she read the book again. The object must be caressed with energy-rich mixture by the lunar rays. She looked out again. There were a few clouds, but they were nowhere near the sickle. Hattie set the ball on the edge of the bed where the moon shone in. But what would she choose as an object? What was a good choice? Actually, the choice was not that difficult. Sultan glittered in the corner of her eye. The stuffed turtle was a very suitable object. She had dreamed so many times that she could talk to Sultan, or at least she could have tea with him when she was younger. She picked up Sultan and placed it on the edge of the bed, next to the bowl. In the meantime, the moon had climbed so high that the reflection in the bowl could be seen. Now was the time. Hattie picked up the book, focused on Sultan, and said the words, Ad vivum directo. From the moment the last letter left her lips, she felt as if a thread had been stretched. It ran from her head, through her tailbone, through her stomach, and finally out. The thread was pulled. Surprised, Hattie put a hand on the stomach. It was a bad feeling, and she thought, This is not right. The pulling sensation got more and more intense. It started to hurt. Her head, in particular, had a hard time. Hattie narrowed her eyes and put her head back on her neck. Maybe the pain would diminish. The pain only got worse. This was not good. What is happening? What is happening? The thread kept pulling. She didn't know she could survive this. The book had warned so many times about energy consumption, but she hadn't looked at how hard it was with this spell. Now the pulling was so strong that Hattie had to hold on to the window. Her legs gave out. She felt the warmth of her body pour out of her and began to pant. It hurt so much. She screamed and groaned. I'm dying, she thought. Why did I do this? I'm, I'm dying. Then the pain had suddenly disappeared. Hattie blinked through the haze of pain left behind. The feeling of the thread running through her body was gone too. Nothing seemed to have changed. Only the pain and the memory indicated that something had happened. Sultan was still in his place. Hattie tried to get up, but her legs couldn't take her weight and she fell to the ground. Oh no, she thought. Oh no, oh no, oh no, I'm paralyzed. Panic began to take hold of her again. She reached for the window wildly, so she had something to help her up. Her right hand caught hold of the smooth surface and Hattie pulled herself up. For a moment it seemed as if her legs would fold again, but they finally held it. Still panting slightly and trembling all over, Hattie sat down on her bed. The bowl fell to the side, empty, except for a few drops. Hattie did not notice. She was too upset. Okay, I'm not paralyzed she thought after a few minutes. She looked at her legs and wiggled her toes. She looked at her hands, which were still shaking, and clenched them into fists until it hurt. When the haze had completely disappeared, she picked up the turtle and examined it closely. 
Her eyes, however, could not concentrate properly, and tired, she quickly put Sultan back on the bed next to her. Have I been through all this pain for nothing? That was something, she finally said to herself. Indeed, it is, said the strange voice next to her. It took a while for Hattie to muster the courage to look next to her. She had seen no change in the stuffed turtle at first. Where did that voice come from? Despite the fact that she was one of the few young people in the village, everyone had always called her smart and quick-witted. The fact that things had happened that she could never have believed if someone else had told them did not have to be a barrier. Her eyes met Sultan's. A friendly-looking face looked at her. Sultan blinked his button eyes for a moment and stretched his neck. The stuffed animal had changed somewhat. Sultan could blink because of an extra piece of cloth around the buttons. The mouth that was first embroidered could now be opened and closed, which he demonstrated with a big yawn. Furthermore, the legs seemed firmer. At first they were nothing more than round pieces of cloth. Now it seemed they could really carry the owner. I have met few people who had not decorated everything black, he said. He had a slow manner of speaking, clearly articulating every word. Or put me in a turtle. He had examined himself, using the stretch of his long neck to reach that conclusion. Hattie hadn't said anything yet. Her trembling legs had carried her across the room without her noticing. Sultan was able to talk and move, which meant she had used a magic spell. This meant that magic existed. It took her a while to get used to this. So, what is it you want, my female? The turtle asked after a half an hour. Female? Hattie looked at him, puzzled. You are a female, aren't you? Sultan asked. He looked at her curiously for a moment, just to be sure. Hattie quickly moved further away from him. Yes, but you don't call someone that, do you? Her amazement at the utter lack of etiquette slowly overcame her amazement that magic actually existed. It's protocol to use a generic name for the speaker, said Sultan. Surely this is new to you? Hattie opened her mouth and closed it after a few seconds. Protocol. Kind of a magical word for Hattie. She should have known that if magic could exist, someone would have woven etiquette around it. Otherwise, it was barbaric and could not be properly maintained. After a while, she tried again. I didn't even know magic existed, she said. That is strange. Then why did you cast 
dispel. Hetty rubbed her stomach and thought several answers. Her stomach still hurt, her head even more. It was kind of hard to think. Hetty then decided to just shrug it off. It seemed interesting, she said as an explanation. Sultan looked at her incredulously, but kept his mouth shut. He looked around and tried to move his legs to his liking. Hetty watched silently. Anyway, said Sultan after a while, I ended up here. What is my name? Um, the turtle is called Sultan. Sultan? Hmm. He thought about this for a moment. I've had many names, but never Sultan. But this situation is actually totally new, let's just say. He made a noise which later turned out to be a laugh. He stopped when Hattie gave him a strange look. But anyway, he continued, there must be some reason I'm here. Not really. Like I said, I cast the spell because I found it interesting. Ah, ah, said Sultan slowly. I don't think that will get us very far. There was a moment of silence. Then Sultan said, Maybe it is better if you send me away again, my dear. Oh, okay. Maybe for the better, she thought. How can I ever explain this? However, she did not move. She looked back at Sultan. It really hurt to do this, she said. It can, Sultan replied. Does sending it back hurt so much? The turtle looked at her for a moment. Had he tried to look neutral, but mostly tried to control fear. Most of the time I'm already gone. But I don't think so, he said. Hattie nodded curtly and took the book to find the turnaway spell. But when Sultan saw the book, he was shocked. Wait, wait, he said. Hattie stood still. Where did you get that book? From the library, said Hattie truthfully. You, you have that book from the library. His button eyes nearly shot off the fabric. That book. Is there something wrong with the book? Hattie asked, suddenly suspicious. She kept it away a little more. Sultan waved his paw at the book. That book. That piece of leather. With pages in it. That is the total work of generations of spellmasters. The last time I heard about it, the story was that it was thrown in the dark 
so that no speaker could reach it. The Dark, said Hattie. That's the name of the book part in our library. That's also where I got it. Sultan shook his head quite violently. You don't understand, female. I'm not talking about this world. His paw wiggled back and forth fanatically. He tried to stand, failed four times, and then managed to make all his legs disappear under the shield. Then he calmed down and thought, Wait a second. You say that library is called the dark. I've heard that once before. Where am I actually? Our village is called Quenhart, said Hattie. Quenhart, yes. Yes, I've been here before. That was during the turmoil. But that was also the last time the book was seen. The turtle looked at the book again anxiously. He made up his mind. Take me to the library, he said in an authoritative voice. 